Well, hello. So something that um, in 17 years of ministry happened tonight or today, and that's never happened. And God changed my message about 5.30. Um, I usually... So my routine is I always prepare the next message for next week, tomorrow, on Thursdays. And for some reason, Monday, I just started writing for next week. And so the message you're getting tonight is meant for next week. But I think it's really meant for tonight. And Satan hates this message. Satan wants so bad for you to be distracted tonight. Satan wants you to have this thought. I hope so-and-so is listening to this message. This message is for somebody, but it's not really for me. And my prayer is that you would just pray right now. Spirit, speak to me tonight. And I don't want you to think this message is geared towards a certain group of people. Because there's like several stuff, things that's happening in our ministry right now. And the enemy loves it more than anything else. So before we get into the night's message, will you pray? Will you pray for me? Will you pray for yourself? Because I'm nervous. Because I'm not really prepared for this. So it's going to have to be the Holy Spirit, Spirit speaking through me tonight. So we pray. Father, um, it is my prayer that. Um, the words that come out of my mouth will be your words. I pray that you'll gather my thoughts. I pray that you'll just keep my emotions intact. I pray that the enemy will have no place, no room in this place tonight. Holy Spirit, I pray you will speak to me. Holy Spirit, I pray that you will speak to each person in this place. Take away distractions. Take away anything that um, may hinder us from hearing your your voice tonight. God, we love you so much. God, we thank you so much for your word. And God, we pray this all in your name. Amen. All right, so we're in this First John series. And 
First John kicks our butts and kicks my butts. And tonight the subject is a subject that we don't really need an introduction with. It's the subject of love. And it's something that we all are familiar with. And, you know, we have certain people in our lives that we love and we communicate our love to them. You know, every night I roll over to Tiffany, I say, good night, I love you. When we say goodbye to each other in the mornings, goodbye, I love you. It's just what we do. And sometimes we can even say that those words without even knowing what we're saying. I'm guilty of it. I'm sure most of you guys are. But we use this word to describe our love for, for me, for my spouse, for my children. For you, you may use it to describe your love for your mom or your dad or your best friend or your friends or your, whoever, your small group leader. We use it to describe our love for God, for pepperoni pizza, for ice cream, for long walks on the beach. We love a lot of things. And this idea of love has been around for a while. Now, the first half of 1 John that we've been looking at has been dealing with this issue of light and truth of God. And the second half follows with this emphasis of love for the community. And in the first book, in the book of 1 John, um, we've been looking at different tests to know that you, to determine where you stand with your, your walk with Christ. And tonight, we're going to look at one more of those tests. To know that you know that you know. To have that certainty that you belong to God. To know that you have a relationship with God. We're going to be in 1 John chapter 4. Uh, we're skipping, like I said, we skip next week. Next week will be next week. This week will be next week. Next week is this week. So we're in 1 John chapter 4. If you have your Bibles, you can turn there. We're going to start reading in verse 7. Here we go. And what we're going to do tonight is we're going to kind of walk through this verse by verse. And it's one of my favorite ways to teach. And your handout has just lots of places for notes. And I would just encourage you to, as God speaks, to um, just take notes. It says, Beloved, let us love one another. For love is from God told you love has been around for a, while, for, a, for a while. Love is from God, and whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. So they're out there from the very beginning. Here's the sign. Here's how we know that we know God. If we love one another, whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. Verse 8. Anyone who does not love does not know God. Why? Because God is love. This is one of the only times in Scripture where God identifies himself with one of his attributes. It doesn't say that God is loving. What does it say? God is love. That is who he is. That's in his nature. Don't read over this. He's not saying that the emotion of love is always God. It's that God is that love is God's only after, it's not saying that love is um, God's only attributes, but what it does show you is that love is at the very core of who God is. God is love. But what John is also saying is 
It is a self-giving, self-sacrificial love. And if self-giving and self-sacrificial love is not at your core of, of, your, of your being, there's no way that God is in you as well. Because that is who God is by his very nature. God is love. Verse 9. And this, the love of God was made manifest, meaning that you just know it, you feel it. It's the light switch came on was made manifest among us that God sent his only son into the world that we might live through him. Now John is, goes on to, to describe in love that God's love wasn't just a sentimental feeling that he's describing here. It translated into action when he came and he saved us and he died for us. In action, it's defined by this word called grace. God sent his only son into the world that we might live through him. And this is love. Not that we have loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the, here's that big word again, propitiation, meaning just that's a payment for our sins. God did the unthinkable. The creator God, after having been rejected by his creation and who could have destroyed it all and started over from scratch. That's what he could have done. He chose out of compassion to do what? To take on the penalty of our sin and to suffer in our place. That's what we looked at on week one. A king dying for unrepentant traitors. A creator dying for his creation. Would any of us have done that? He wasn't obligated to do it. He didn't need to do it, but he wanted to do it. He didn't need us. He wanted us. So, the defining characteristic of God is love. And the defining quality of God's love is the grace that he showed to us. That's one of those things that you really should just sit and meditate on for a while.